Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Hi everybody, this is Q. And I'm M. And we're back from Thanksgiving break. We're back. I am 10 pounds heavier. I'm 10 pounds lighter. That is, did you work out during your Thanksgiving? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ate a lot. Um, we had a good break. We did some baking. What'd you make? So me and my wife, we made a cheesecake and we used a bain-marie. Ooh. So that's where you pour water into like a tray and you put it under the cheesecake. Um, hot water or cold water? Definitely hot water. Okay, hot water. And the cheesecake, we baked it for pretty long. And it's crazy how fast that thing like evaporates. The water? Yeah, the water. Oh, so you have to constantly refill it? Yeah, I think when they did it in the show, like mm-hmm. their bakes were only like, you know, very short because they only have a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. We had to bake the cheesecake for like a pretty long time and we kept having to refill it. Oh, that's interesting. And it just like evaporates really quickly. Hmm. So that's kind of cool. How'd it turn out? It was very delicious. Mm. Yeah, it was a very good cheesecake. Sounds good. Yeah, so that was my baking-inspired moment from the last couple of weeks. Did you have any bakes during Thanksgiving? I did not have any bakes, uh, but it does remind me of a time where during one Thanksgiving, one of my cousins worked for a restaurant, Yep. and he brought to Thanksgiving over 20 pies. 20 pies? (laughs) Wait, how many people were at Thanksgiving? Not, well, we probably had about 30 to 40 people. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's like a a pie for every two people? Yeah. It was a lot of pie. I think that's a lot. (laughs) Wait, were they different pies? They were. It wasn't like all pumpkin. Oh, my gosh. It was different types of pies. But 20 pies is a lot of pie. Yeah, that's a lot of pies. That's like a whole uh, two dozen pies minus four pies. That's right. Or um, two baker's dozen of pies minus six pies. That's right. Anyway. (laughs) Math skills. Yeah. So we are covering the Great American Baking Show, Holiday Edition, Season 5. Have you ever watched any of the Great American Baking Show before? I watched a few episodes, I think it was a year or two ago, and the show got canceled. Oh, really? I think it did. Did it get canceled like mid-season? I think it did. That's crazy. So there was like no winner? I don't think so. Or maybe I just tuned it out. (laughs) (laughs) To you, it was canceled. Yeah. (laughs) Because he stopped watching it. Right. Yeah, this is my first time watching the Great American Baking Show. I've actually watched a lot of the baking shows. I've seen, uh, you know, the flagship Great British Baking Show. Mm-hmm. I've seen Australia. I'm caught up on Canadian. They're all. They're all. That my Canadian one. Yeah. Hmm. You mean they bake in other countries? Surprisingly, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they all call cookies different things. Really? No, it's just American. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what are is Canadian cookies, cookies called? It's either cookies or biscuits. I think in Canada they call it cookies. Oh, they call it cookies. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, this show premieres on ABC on Thursday night mm-hmm. on regular TV, but I watch it on Hulu on Friday. So each week, two episodes are going to to air, and this week we're covering the first episode, which is the first week, which well, the is the first half of the first episode. Yeah, the first half is the first episode, but it's the first week, which is Cake Week. Mm-hmm. Cake Week, and this is a new show, so we have new host. Did you recognize these hosts when you first saw them? I did, because I think... Man, I can't remember if Baby Spice was the host before. No, I think it was Steph Curry's wife. Really? 
Aisha Curry? Yeah. Wow. I'm going to have to do a lot of fact-checking after this. Um, <laughs> but I do know who Baby Spice is. Okay. When I first saw these two people, I was like, I don't know who this is. My wife's like, that, is that Baby Spice? Mm-hmm. And I was like, who's that? She's like, Emma Button. I was like, who's that? <laughs> I wasn't a big Spice Girl guy back in the, the 90s. I may or may not have gone to see Spice World, the movie, by myself. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. I said may or may not. Right. So also we have another host, and confusingly, he introduced himself as Spice Adams. Correct. So we have a Spice Girl mm-hmm. and Spice Adams. Mm-hmm. Were these two people picked just because of their name? I think so. You think so? Well, Emma Bunn also has a British accent, which might help. Yeah, and they are in like, uh, I mean, it's a great American baking show, but they did go to like the UK to film this. Correct. They're in the tent. They are. They're, yeah, where the magic happens from the Great British Baking Show. And the weather looks much better now. Right. So, Anthony Spice Adams is a former Chicago Bears defensive tackle. Sure. <laughs> and he's a football player, but he makes sure to clarify that um, it's not football as in football is everywhere else in the world, which is soccer. Right. American football. He's an American football player. Yeah. He said known outside of America as not soccer. <laughs> yeah. Pretty funny. I think he's a chill guy. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. I like I like the I like the host so far. For the judges, we have Paul Hollywood. And they make a joke that he was uh, the inspiration for the Night King on Game of Thrones. Uh, the Night King was a very evil dude. He had Never very blue it. eyes. Very blue eyes. Did he really? <laughs> oh. Yeah. And there's also Sherry Yard, who they introduced as a three-time James Beard Award winner. So I looked it up. I was like, what's a James Beard Award? Did she win an award for having a beard? <laughs> she did not. <laughs> three times. Yeah, three times. She grew three beards. No, it's an award for excellence in culinary arts. <clears throat> so she won in 2002 for Outstanding Pastry Chef when she worked at Spago. Ooh. And then she won in 2004 for Outstanding Baking. So very qualified. And then in 2014, she won a Foundation Award, which is kind of like a Lifetime Achievement Award. Mm. So she's very qualified um, to judge this competition. So those are are the new people for this show. And let's get into the bakers. So we have a signature challenge. And as they do the signature challenge to introduce each of the bakers, so I was thinking we kind of just cover it the same way. Okay. If you're okay with that. <clears throat> so the signature challenge, they introduce as a single layer olive oil cake. And they get two hours. So this is cake week. And we're doing an olive oil cake. Um, I've never heard of this before. So apparently it's where olive oil replaces the fat in the cake. Right. So instead of using butter, you're using olive oil. Seems that way. <clears throat> I've always associated olive oil as like a savory type of thing. Mm. So I wasn't sure like if I wanted to try any of these cakes. <laughs> I just think of like French bread and olive oil on top of it. I think it would be moist though. Yeah, I guess it would be. And Paul did say like the important thing is that you taste the olive oil, but that you don't taste too much of it. So mm-hmm. there's like a fine balance. So going into the bakers, the first one that we're introduced to, Wait, actually, before we go to the bakers, I kind of have a little game. <laughs> I hope it's not 
name that baker. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> so we have um, 10 bakers. And nine of them told us their professions. So I'm going to say the profession. And then I want you to tell me if it would translate into what you think would be great baking. Okay. Okay. All right. So we have a high-powered ad executive. Do you think these skills will translate to baking? I think they may have a good visual eye. So that could help with the aesthetics of baking. I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say no. <laughs> Are you biased at all by the actual baking? No, no, no. I was just thinking about this. Okay. Because before like uh, every baking show season, I'm like, there's a, usually a variety of professions. And they kind of like only hit strongly to like, oh, this is what they do. So we'll see how this plays out through the season. Okay. <clears throat> we have a graphic designer. Same. You think it translates? Visually appealing. I think it'll translate to everything, but... We'll talk more about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it'll translate to like actual taste. Right. Maybe not taste. <clears throat> we have somebody who owns a farm. Yes. Because you're with good, fresh product all the time. Yeah, I think so too. Right? Yeah. I think, I think the farmer will know like their taste. Don't know about vegetables. Don't know about fruits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a fryer. Yeah. And by fryer, you mean that somebody who makes fried chicken. No, that's... Uh, that would be interesting, though. Fry. <laughs> I would love French to know fries. somebody who makes fried chicken. French fries. Yeah. Okay. I know this one's kind of hard because when they introduced the fryer, who is... Um, I think his name was Brother... Andrew. Brother Andrew. Especially, which is my favorite baking like name so far, Brother Andrew. <laughs> okay, before you knew what <laughs> Brother Andrew's story was, and you saw him, did you in in your mind think this guy is like an avid Star Wars fan because no. he is dressed like Obi Wan? No, I, I I figured he was a fry. No, you didn't figured, think that. No, I didn't think that. Okay, me neither. <laughs> okay. Um, he he also <laughs> said he bakes a lot for his like uh, church. Mm. So I don't know. This might translate. It probably does in his case. Mm-hmm. But like generally, I don't know. It's kind of like... Is he the church baker? <laughs> I think he's a church baker. That's a position within the church? Right. Okay. Um, we have a teacher. I think they could follow... Although the directions are often vague that we get. Yeah, that's I, true. I think that they would be good at step-by-step processes. I think this one's on a case-by-case basis. Okay. I mean, we have Alice who's a teacher and she did great, right? Amazing. <laughs> We have a Navy intelligence analyst. I mean, there you go. Intelligent analyst. <laughs> Who can break down the makings of a cake better than that person? Strategize. Right. Yeah, strategize cake. Mm-hmm. We have an antibiotic researcher who works in the lab. Mm-hmm. Who would be more <laughs> equipped to prevent cross-contamination? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And also, she works in a lab, so like I think uh, anytime you can do any kind of lab work, mm-hmm. it's kind of like baking. So I think it does translate. We have a chemist. Same. Yeah, same thing. So of all these professions, if you were to guess purely on profession alone, um, like which one do you think would make it furthest? Which one would you say? The friar. The friar? Yes. Because he's a church baker? Yeah. If I were to guess purely on profession, I think I would go with the science people. Science people? Yeah. Mm. Either the antibiotics researcher or the chemist. Yeah, they seem to have a good mind for this type of thing. Yeah, I mean, they're like very good with like preparation, timing, 
execution. Mm-hmm. Their taste might be off the wall, though. We'll <laughs> I mean, the antibiotics, no one will ever get sick. Right. Hopefully, right? All right. Well, that, that, that was, it's an interesting crop of people. There's one person who they didn't actually um, say what he does, but we'll go over that. So, I have a question for yeah. you. So, this is, it's put on by the British baking folks, but it's the American show. Correct. And they say that they're bringing over America's best bakers. Correct. But is there any chance that they brought over America's medium skilled <laughs> bakers because they might not want the show to be as great as the great British baking? Do you think that they intentionally picked medium bakers? That's my question to you. Um, I don't know. It's either that or they're like very lazy about their search. They're like, we have to find America's best amateur bakers. Um, let's go to the mall. <laughs> let's just grab some people at the mall. The application had one question and it was check yes or no. Do you bake? Yeah. Do you bake? Are you available during this time? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think? I'm holding my judgment on that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought I would pose a question to you. Right. I mean, even the, even the, the first uh, challenge for Cake Week, the signature challenge, they specified... This is a single layer olive oil cake. Mm-hmm. I don't think in British Baking Show they've ever like specified that it has to be one layer before. <laughs> <laughs> like usually they just say like you know you have to make a cake and then they do how many layers they want. And then eight layers later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so was this to like kind of like keep it simple? You think? Maybe for the first episode because we're trying to get to know because yeah we are trying to get to know the bakers. Right. There's ten bakers. Right. We have to do introductions. We have to get kind of get to know them a little bit. There's a lot of judging, so it's a very usually the first episode is very jam packed and it's very by the numbers. We don't actually get a lot of personal moments with each of the bakers. Mm-hmm. It's basically this is what they bake. Uh, the the judges like judging is usually like one or two sentences, even if that. But yeah, it's a uh, very much the beginning of a baking show season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the first baker that we're introduced to is Sarita, and she is a stay at home mom of two. She's of Sri Lankan heritage. Mm. And for her bake, she is using spice pear. And she's also using Chinese five spice, which is uh, something I've had in popcorn chicken before, <laughs> but never in a bake. She's making a spiced pear olive oil cake. Um, during judging, the judges say that it has a nice height to it. It's a balanced spice. And she gets a handshake. She does, right off the Which bat. Which is crazy. Right off the bat, episode yeah. one. So it must have been pretty great, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Paul did it the first episode. Making it, like, he put it out there. People will get handshakes. <laughs> do you think it was that outstanding? For I him to know. do it so early on in the competition, it makes me think that it was really that great. It had to be, right? Or he's just getting softer when he's handing them out. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe he had some kind of contract deal with ABC. They're like, all right, we need like a clip for the first episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. He has a minimum of five handshakes per season that he has to hand out. <laughs> it's in his contract. Yeah. <laughs> he just wanted to get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so next we have Carlos. And Carlos is the one contestant who um, they didn't see what he does. Mm. Yeah, they just talked about like his heritage a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a Peruvian family, 
Right. But they didn't actually say what his profession was. So I was like, I caught all of them except for his. But uh, for his signature bake, he makes a honey almond upside down cake. And it contains kumquat. During, during judging, the judges say it has a decent height. It's tender, but there's too much oil. So we already have somebody who put too much oil on the cake. Yeah. Yeah. That would be off-putting. Yeah, definitely. I think so. Like, more so because it's olive oil. Which yeah, I you're think, just tasting olive oil, yeah, right? It's like eating French bread, which is delicious. So maybe that, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's great. <laughs> Uh, next, we have Dana, who is a high-powered ad executive. Is it Dana? Is it Dana or Dana? I think it's Dana. Dana? Yes. Like Dan with A? Right. Interesting. Technically, two A's. Dana. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking two A's at the end. Dana. Oh. But no, you're right. <laughs> two A's. So, Dana. Or Dana. Or Danae. Right. <laughs> She says that uh, baking is very stress-relieving for her because she's probably stressed out at work being an ad executive. And she makes a Christmas morning olive oil cake, which has plum in it. Um, during judging, the judges say it looks kind of like a hubcap. Right. <laughs> it did kind of look like a hubcap. Right. But there was festive cuts to it, but it was a little short. Yeah, it looked but, flat. Yeah, and it was kind of thin, I guess. Again, I mean, when they were like going around talking to people, they're like, is it going to be like enough height? Because I guess the... Thinking what plum is that it's very dense mm. and it's really hard to get like height on that. Which um, Sherry Sherry Yard seemed to be concerned about that. Mm-hmm. It came to fruition her concerns. Rightfully so. <laughs> right. And next we have Bianca, who is a graphic designer. So um, Bianca tries to make a wintry apple pie olive oil cake, mm-hmm. and uh, she cuts herself. She adds a little extra iron to the cake. <laughs> So she's cutting apples for her cake, and then on camera, we see her, like, cut herself. And then she says, medic, medic, and she asks for a band-aid. And then what happens is, when she makes her cake, the bandage falls off. So at this point, um, would it have been okay for her just to scoop out the contaminated area? Or was she right to throw away the whole thing? Is that even a question? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it clearly fell on one part of the batter. Could she have just scooped out that batter and thrown it? Away? We would have to uh, ask the two scientists, right? Um, <laughs> it made I mean, me wince. So the first time she was using a mandolin to cut her fruit, and the first time she was using guard, I think, and then the second time they showed her, she was not using the guard. Oh, and that's when it took a turn. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's on TV. It's a baking challenge. You should. She did the right thing by throwing the whole thing away. But during judging, it did hinder hinder her to just say that it's too simple. It's too brown, especially since she's a graphic designer. That's unsaid, but I think it's implied. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, she needs more. She said she needed more time because she had to redo her batter because she blighted it. <laughs> <laughs> And next, we have Helen. So, Helen is the the person who owns a family farm. And she is making a morning, noon, and night cake, which uh, contains nuts and pecan and fruit inside, kind of like fruit cake on the inside. There was a lot of stuff going in there. Yeah, they said that there was a lot of stuff going in there. 
Um, when Baby Spice came over, she ate one of her pecans, and Helen said, uh, that's for the top. <laughs> <laughs> so, did this hinder her that Baby Spice came over and ate a pecan? We'll talk more about this later. Okay. <laughs> right. uh, during judging, the judge said that the, the cake was very busy, and it was overbaked, and it was tight. So, uh, not a good look for Helen. Nope. A pecan destroyed the whole cake. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have Brother Andrew, who is a fryer. Um, he was the one we were talking about earlier. For his bake, <clears throat> Andrew makes a Christmas in California cake, which contains citrus, orange, and lemon zest, and marzipan. And during judging, the judges say it's very light and flavorful. They look pretty happy about it. I thought he did a good job. Yeah, I think so, too. He looked like he knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. He's from California. So, um, lemony, I guess we're lemony people. (laughs) 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 Our houses are filled with oranges. Um, Next, we have Marissa. Marissa is a school teacher, and she's making a ruby red grapefruit cake. It was ruby red grapefruit thyme cake. And uh, during, when they're talking to her, they make a lot of time puns. They're like, are you going to run out of time? Or you have enough time? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of time puns. When it, when it comes to judging, they said that that's actually a great cake and she had plenty of time. So uh, a lot of a very punny uh, cake there. Um, do you think by making that time joke early in the season, they're not allowed to make it again for the rest of the no, I think they could use it time and time again. Oh, you're right. <laughs> time after time. Right. So good. <laughs> All right, next we have Tanya. And Tanya is the former Navy intelligence analyst. For her bake, she makes an apple a day olive oil cake, which contains pecan brittle at the top. Uh, she doesn't do so well during judging to just say that it's a little messy, it's dry, and it needs more olive oil. So... Somebody who needs more olive oil. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that would probably would have been okay with me if it had less olive oil. <laughs> but I guess that's not the challenge. So next we have Sally. Sally is the lab and antibiotic researcher. And she is a researcher with her husband. So sounds like a cool couple to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. And most probably they work together and also like live together. So they probably spend a lot of time with each other. That's true. All right. I was just thinking about that. I was like, oh, they probably spent their whole day together. Work and day, right? Yeah, work or and work day. and regular life. Right, work, <laughs> work and night life. Right. Um, her cake contains yuzu, which uh, I think is delicious. Like yuzu. <clears throat> she makes a yuzu ginger olive oil cake. Um, during judging, the judging the judges say that the the icing the icing looks cascady, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's too little yuzu. They wanted more yuzu. Did you notice little, they look like metallic stars to me. The Cascades? Is that what was on it? Yeah. Are those edible? Um, they must be. They look like they confetti. Right? <clears throat> I thought it was cool looking. It'd be weird if they took that off and they ate it. That's true. I don't, yeah. I'd eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd bite it. Right. <clears throat> um, so our next contestant is a giant earring. <laughs> he is... Definitely in the running for most <laughs> dangerous earring. <laughs> so we actually have Alex, um, who is a giant walking earring. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he's a chemist. 
He's a Harvard graduate. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, pretty, uh, pretty uh, educated there. <laughs> I guess. Um, he has a giant earring. <laughs> it is. It's a large pink kick knife. Do you think he's going to have a different earring every week and it's going to correlate to the theme of the week? And that's like his thing. He's like the Henry of the season or something. Oh, I see. So instead of ties, he has decorative earrings yeah, so that like, are really large and dangerous. Yeah. So like during like um like bread week has a giant like loaf of bread or something. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're gonna have to find out. Yeah, we'll find out about this. Now that you bring it up, I want it to happen. <laughs> that would be cool. Yes. Yeah. And it's like pastry week, it's he has a pie. <laughs> he has a pie hanging from his ear. <laughs> It can be cool. We gotta find out. I'm kind of interested if he's gonna have a bunch of like, yeah, baking themed earrings, or he's just gonna wear the same knife over and over. The knife is kind of big. It's really big for an earring. Yeah. So the the walking earring is making an upside down a Thanksgiving leftover cake, which uh, contains cranberry, which makes it Thanksgiving. That's what that's the Thanksgiving aspect of it. Mm. But the judges liked it. They said it's a nice color. The bow looks very good on top of it. And it ticked every box. Tick, tick, tick. It's false. So I thought it. he would have gotten a handshake because he ticked every box. <clears throat> it's like getting a B on all of your, like, that's like a report card and you get like a B in every class. <laughs> Should you get a handshake if you got if you got a B in every class? No, because but he, he ticked every mark. Yeah, but that's it's a just yes. a tick though. A tick means like you passed, right? Oh. That's that not like mean? outstanding, right? Oh, so what would it have been? Paul said, you're going to get an A. You got an A and 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 an A. And a. <laughs> Nobody know. does that. It's not, not a thing. Well, like ticking every box is different from like, you excelled in every, every category, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm. I, was a, I was a B student in high school. I got mm-hmm. Bs in every single class. You got ticks in every single class. Yeah, I got ticks in every, <laughs> I ticked all the boxes. And I like, I was like that in college too. I ticked all the boxes, but I never excelled. When you put it that way, though, I feel like a tick is almost somewhere between a C and D range. No. Because you're just getting a through. A D is almost like failing. But you ticked it, right? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, that's a... No handshake for ticks. No handshake for ticks. That's the signature picks. Um, generally, they did pretty well. Um, I mean, some of the cakes look pretty good, but it seemed kind of simple to me. Let's hope that that round up baking. Yes. But, I mean, it is an introduction episode, so we're just trying to get in on the bakers and get their history. So. I think they're just getting rolling. Yeah. So, um, Tanya didn't do so well, and she's a little upset. And she hopes to do better in the next one. That's mm-hmm. what happens in between. And then we move on to the technical. So the technical bake, they introduce it. It's an angel food cake. Mm-hmm. Um, they said the angel food cake can be devilish. <laughs> yeah. That's what Sherry said. Sherry Yard, right? She did, yes. Yeah. And uh, they said they, they emphasize the egg whites are going to be vital. They get two and a half hours to do the technical challenge. Oh, also, it's, it has a channel in it, and the channel is filled with passion fruit curd. Yes, it's kind of cool. Um, it made me think of like a Twinkie. Yeah, it did. Yes. Yeah, I was like, what else has a channel in it? A Twinkie. Um, also, my television, but that's a different type of channel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, uh, during the check. bake, they're given the temperature, but they're not given the bake time. 
Um, yeah, it seems like some of them knew how to make this cake before. Some of them didn't. Is this the same cup of cake that you would find in like a grocery store? I think you could find it at a grocery store. I'm not sure about the channel of passion fruit curd, though. No, no, you don't. You, no, you, yeah, you wouldn't find that in the grocery store. But the store. cake itself, definitely. Listeners, if you know a grocery store where you can find a channel of passion fruit curd, tell me. I'll go there. I'll buy that. That sounds delicious. <clears throat> so, um, from 10th place to 1st place, 10th place, we have, uh, see, Carlos. Carlos gets 10th. Tanya gets ninth, so she didn't do so well. The second one, she was concerned, so I think she's a little upset about that. Helen gets eighth. Marissa gets seventh. Sarita gets sixth. Sarita's <clears throat> look like it had nacho cheese coming out of it. Did it look like nacho cheese to you? Yeah, it was a little runny. And Carlos is like he had like one of them looked like barely mustard. any kind of. Pattern. Oh yeah, it was yeah. super dry. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, which is why he got like, last place. But yeah. Uh, they, those five didn't do so well. In the top five, we have Alex, who got fifth place. Bianca, who got fourth place. Um, maybe fourth place because she did better than with her bandage cake. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She got fourth place. Uh, Andrew got third place. Dana, 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 Dana got second place. We're going to pronounce it all 19 ways Dana, until we figure D- it out. Danae, Dan A, <laughs> got second place. And Sally gets first place. Good job, Sally. Um, she used her antibiotic skills to clear you. <laughs> See, it's translating. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the first technical. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. We get to know the makers a little more. And are you ready to move on to the showstopper? Let's do it. <clears throat> All right, so for the showstopper, they announced it is a chocolate gateau cake. Yes. Which uh, must contain three layers of chocolate sponge. And the bakers get three and a half hours. So the first baker um, that we kind of talked to is Helen. Helen is making a Grandma Anne's Jewel chocolate cake. Um, it contains raspberry and chocolate. Uh, during judging, the judges say that there's too many elements and that it's underbaked. So uh, not not so great for Helen there. Yeah. yeah. Next we have Andrew. Um who is making a Christmas in California cake. So it's our second like California-themed cake of the day. He did a California cake for this first, for the signature. Is that what he called it? Yeah, so he already made two California cakes. He made one for his signature and one for his showstopper. Maybe that's his thing. <laughs> is, is everything going to be California-themed for him? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, California cake for uh, his his signature was a Christmas in California cake. He's doing avocado toast on right. bread bread week. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's a Christmas present, and it contains coffee and peppermint, which uh, I think is a pretty good flavor. Paul was kind of skeptical. I was like, I'm pretty sure I have I've had that in like a Starbucks drink before, like a chocolate coffee peppermint. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> During judging, the judges say that there's great piping, although it might have been a little bit too sweet and uh, almost toothpasty. Toothpasty again, we have it. Yeah, toothpaste is not a great flavor. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you use like any kind of mint with chocolate, there's the risk that it'll be toothpasty. Next, we have Sarita. 
And Sarita uses orange hazelnut to make a spiced pear olive oil cake. Um, Wait, that can't be right. Because we're, we're on chocolate gato. Oh, just kidding. <clears throat> I uh, might have read the wrong note there. <laughs> Sarita wait, makes... is that why? Wait, wait, brother, even... Is that why brother Andrew made another California no, cake? No, you're, no, he didn't make a California cake for his show software. <laughs> Andrew made a pre- Christmas present ghetto. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, my notes are a little messy this week. But Sarita, for her show software, makes a grand orange praline chocolate ghetto cake. Which makes more sense because I said she used orange hazelnut. <laughs> They did say that uh, it was a little sloppy. Um, It was too light. There was not enough whipping. And Mm. she kind of had trouble with that. Um, Mm. When we saw her making it, she kept whipping it. She's like, ah, it's not being. It's not whipping. (laughs) Yeah, it's not whipping. It's not right. It won't won't rise, apparently. Moving on to Marissa. Uh, Marissa is making a winter forest chocolate gateau, which. uh, spiced boops. Boop, boop. Um, I didn't know. Boop? I don't know what a boop was until I saw it. I was like, oh, that's what a boop is. Boop. Mm. Um, during judging, the judges were very happy with it. They said it's beautiful and it's to die for. That's pretty extreme. I know. So, uh, you think there's gonna be murder in the tent? <laughs> it's gonna be. <laughs> it's a murder mystery. Yeah, with <clears throat> Alex's earring. Right. It's the weapon. <laughs> Alex with his earring. It's like clue. It's like clue. (laughs) (laughs) So Marissa did pretty good there. Next we have Dana. Dana. Danae. (laughs) Who makes a Sicilian forest gateau. It contains orange flavored pastry cream. Uh, Don't judging the judges say that. It looks very rustic. Which I guess is a compliment when it looks kind of (laughs) messy. Right. Right. She played it off well. Yeah. Let's say that. Yeah. When everything looks like a certain way, I'm like, oh, no, it's meant to be like that. It's rustic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, my room is rustic. <laughs> my living room is rustic. <laughs> okay. Um, they also th- said it has too much orange in it. So, uh, yeah, I guess um, she had too much orange. <laughs> Next, we have Carlos. Carlos makes a Santa Lucia, Lucia? Santa Lucia spice ghetto, which contains uh, clove and cinnamon. Mm. There, it seems a little alarmed by the clove. I guess it could be strong, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, during judging, they didn't seem to like it too much. They said that the outside was kind of sloppy and uh, the bake wasn't that great. Yeah. So, uh, maybe not so well for Carlos there. <laughs> Next, we have Alex, who makes a fireplace. <laughs> he made a California. <laughs> he made a Christmas fireplace gateau. Um, uh, it had spiced. Nope. Um, it had a chimney with smoke in it. Um, he's he said that there would be smoking coming out of it. Did mm. you see smoking coming out of it? No, I did see a wonky chimney though. I did, and I thought he was going to do some kind of thing where he like he like lit something in the cake right before he presented it, and the smoke would come out. I was like, that would be cool. That would be cool. He's 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 a chemist from Harvard, but uh, he didn't. Yeah. But even though he didn't, uh, the judges said they were very happy with the cake. It was a great cake, um, even though it was a chimney that was rocked by earthquakes because yeah. it's from LA. That's apparently. right. Yeah. It was a little, uh, yeah, a little crackly, but no, he did pretty well. 
We have a lot of West Coast reference. Yeah, we do. There's a lot of West Coast representation here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the mall they went to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they went to an LA mall. And they're like, "All right, who here makes? You guys do. All right, come follow me." <laughs> uh, next, we have Tanya, uh, who was very worried up to this moment, but she makes a fleece Navidad. <laughs> Fleece Navidad. So she wins in title alone for me. Yeah. Her, her Fleece Navidad Gato. Although I'm not sure how it actually translated. It had pecan and coconut in it. But I mean, that, but that makes it fleece? I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe it was just a cool name. Maybe the, the, the decoration was fleecy? I think it was supposed to be, but it didn't quite capture yeah. that to me. I thought there was a pine cone on it. And that makes it fleece? I don't know. But the pine cone looked good. It did. The judges were happy with the pine cone. They said that she nailed it. Um, which is a show we're not doing anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, next we have Bianca. Okay, so Bianca, her, uh, she makes a gateau. It's chocolate cascades. A yes. chocolate cascades gateau. And in the illustration, it looks really cool. And I was like, oh, she's a graphic designer. This is going to look really pretty. Amazing. Right. Um, when it... That, the kick kind of came out. The cascades on the side were not very impressive. It looked like patchy pieces of silver leaf. I know. It didn't look like what the illustration looked like. It was supposed to look like a mountain range. Right? I think she was unable to execute. I had such high hopes for her, too, from the very beginning. Yeah. I thought, I think she's going to do really well. Like, I was really pulling for her. Me, too. But then, like, she cut herself. Um, her mountains were just, like, random triangles. <laughs> the judges weren't too impressed. They said that the kick was messy. Uh, it was too salty. Yeah. She yeah, used salt in. to counterbalance the sweet. But Sally said she just tasted salt, salt. in her mouth, right? <laughs> Which is probably not good for a chocolate cake. Right. Right. Um, or any cake. Right. Or food in general. <laughs> and finally, we have Sally. Sally makes a chocolate raspberry celebratory cake. Um, chocolate raspberry celebration gateau. Which... Uh, has Brazilian fudge in it. A brigadero, she said. There would be brigadero's of Brazilian fudge. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the judges, the judges were pretty happy with, happy with it. They said it was a bit whimsical, but um, that the inside was too solid. Whimsical. I think that's a compliment, right? Is I that a compliment? think so. It's better than rustic. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for the show software. Um, Tanya kind of saved herself with her kick. I thought uh, she might be the one to go, but um, she did really well with her kick with her Fleece Navidad. Yes. It looked nice. <clears throat> yeah. So we get to uh, decision time. And Star Baker, they announce it. The Star Baker of the week is the earring. <laughs> <laughs> that earring was the Star Baker. Not Alex. No, I'm just kidding. It was Alex. Alex was the Star Baker. They said Alex is Star Baker because he's the most consistent. And consistency is key. Um. Do you think he got it for his like fashion? Because the judges felt threatened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't give him Star Breaker. He's gonna use that earring. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, they had to let somebody go because uh, that's a part of the show. And unfortunately, I think they said it's probably down to either Helen or Bianca that were in trouble because mm. Tanya saved herself. So um, during this part, they kind of. They're about to announce it. They focus back between them two. It could be any of them. And unfortunately, Helen goes home. 
So even though they did that and they announced the when they announced the name, I thought it was somebody else because I couldn't remember who it was. You're like, oh no, Howard. You're like, wait, that's not who Howard. Even though they were panning on people, right. I was, I still had no idea. I was like, who went home? That's very funny. <laughs> so that's the episode. Um, unfortunately, Helen, uh, she's the one that owns the family farm. Yeah. Um, I think she said that she's normally able to bake well. She just can't do it in the tent. Probably the pressure got to her. Could be. Which happens. I'm sure she's a great baker. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, if you're ready, let's get into our segment. Segment time. Segments. So our first segment is, what do you think is the funniest moment? Yes. I <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it was difficult for me. Actually, the funniest thing, and you mentioned already to me, was when Spice Adams said that the rest of the world knows it as not soccer. But the only other thing that really was kind of funny to me was when Baby Spice said that it's got to be done by X amount of time. <clears throat> that was pretty good. I yeah. appreciate uh, uh, a very good pun like that. Right, yeah. So my funniest moment is actually um, the boop. Boop. So um, during Marissa's cake, she's going to use boops. And then Spice Adams boops Paul. Right. <laughs> Paul doesn't look happy about it. Nope. He looks very angry. He does. So do you think Spice Adams is returning next season? <laughs> <laughs> or next episode. Right. <laughs> like, oh, Spice is sick, so uh, we have to replace him with uh, nobody. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was pretty funny. I never, I've never seen Paul get booed before. And uh, I can see this going on Spice's performance review. <laughs> <laughs> No booping. It's in the contract. <laughs> Article 10, uh, line 8. No boops. <laughs> so our next segment is, what do you think was your favorite bake of the episode? I liked Marissa's showstopper. I Marissa. thought that it looked really good. And it reminded me of a giant ho-ho, which as we all know is the pinnacle of great baking. Right. It just looked like chocolate and cream to me. <laughs> Chocolate cream is pretty great. Yeah. Um, so. How about you? The technical. My favorite bake of the episode was the technical. Oh, was it? Yeah, it looked good. It did. Um, angel food cake. There's a bunch of like fruits on top of it. With nacho cheese. Nacho cheese. I know somebody. Um, I noticed that one of them didn't like take off because the the toss must be edible, right? And one of them and the strawberries they didn't take off the what do you call that the strawberry? The stem. Yeah, they didn't take off the stem. Oh. Some people did. Some people didn't. I was like, I would eat one with the stem off because why didn't you take that off? <laughs> You're going to slice this cake and give it to people. Although, is it common to have a stem on it, like a strawberry when you serve it on cake? I'm not sure. I normally don't eat them. Oh, uh, yeah. I think they should have taken it off. I agree. So my favorite of the episode was one of the Angel Food Cake technical challenges where there was no stem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to predictions. It's kind of hard right now because we have so many bakers. Um, but even with that <laughs> who do you think is a potential star baker material for the next episode or two? I mean, my original pick from the get-go was actually Bianca. Yeah? That did turn out well. Yeah, no, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, that took a turn. So I'm going to go with... I don't want to go with Alex because he won. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Brother Andrew. Brother Andrew. He's going to be chill, and he's just going to... Keep it going throughout right. the season. Yeah, I think that's a good guess. I'm actually going with um, the other scientists. <laughs> so we can't go with Alex because Alex won. I'm right. going to go with Sally. Sally? Yeah, she got first in technical. 
She um, looks like she's got a lot of tools. Yeah, definitely. She works with her husband all day. Mm-hmm. So she has probably a lot of patience. <laughs> <laughs> um, her technical cake was maybe my favorite bake of the episode. So it's at least my, my, uh, my horse right now. <laughs> um, who do you think may possibly go home next episode? I'm going to have to say... If Bianca doesn't get it together, I think it was really close between yeah. her and Helen this week. So she really needs to step it up. Hmm. How about yeah, you? I think Bianca's a good guess. I'm going to go with uh, Carlos. Carlos seems to travel, have some trouble. Um, I think through a couple of the challenges, I think he did good with one. And the technical is kind of... No, technical he was last. He had that, uh, that passion for Kurt that was like... Non-existent. Non-existent, <laughs> yeah. So um, hopefully Carlos pulls himself out of uh, the bad side of the bakers. We need him to hang on long enough for them to tell us what he does for a living. I know. I actually <laughs> looked online. I was like, I was looking on like, I searched like his name. I searched baking. I looked, I went onto the website for this. Mm-hmm. And usually for the Bake Off websites, it has like a little blurb about, the, about what they do. Yeah. On the this website on ABC, it just says, what? hometown they're from that's all it is oh okay and you click a whole click to get into a little blurb that says what hometown they're from. <laughs> this is about me you have to do a there's a whole work. page and it just says from a certain city i was like what what is this <laughs> <laughs> usually with british bake off there's like a whole essay about them mystery man carlos yep yeah. hang, on. hang on carlos yeah, hang we want to hear your story we want to see what you do well she's like something crazy she's like oh i'm actually like president of a small country no, that probably can't be it because it's American makeup. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but good guess. Wait, what do you think he does? I'm going to say he's a student. I'm going to say he's unemployed. <laughs> um, I mean, he could be unemployed and a student. That's true. Right. He's an unemployed student. Okay. Well, that's our guess for uh, Carlos. Or, or... Secret spy. Secret spy. <laughs> he's a spy in the... Spy in disguise. Yes. Yes. But I guess we're going to have to find out. All right. Well, that's our segment. Um, and that's the episode. Yep. Thanks for listening in. And we'll catch up with you guys next week. we we'll do week two. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.